Welcome, my ladies and gentlemen, to the WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show for you guys this week. A lot of great tech topics. Actually, not a whole lot went down, but I definitely want to address the controversy that took place yeah. in my Twitter mentions over the weekend. It was a very controversial topic, me having an SSD that runs faster than the one in the PlayStation 5. There were some people who were pretty mad about that. Very mad, very mad indeed. Illegal, not and, allowed. And, and I should clarify that there were some aspects of the PS5 SSD that we did, in fact, fail to mention on last week's episode, but we will get more into that a little bit later. For now, let's talk through some of the new topics for the week. We've got Intel's 10th core CPU launch. We've got... AMD shifting. They are going to be supporting Zen 3 on their B450 and X470 motherboards. This is a big deal for people who don't like buying new motherboards, but do like having faster CPUs. What else we got, Luke? Intel acquires Rivet Networks. Wow, hooray. Also, copy-paste really? you picked that? in real life. I did. I don't... There's, I mean, there's news, but what? like... What? Doom uh... Eternal removed the kernel level de nouveau nonsense. That's kind of a big deal. A corporation listened. Yeah, like that's news for sure. People people play that this. game for the single player, and it's been out for a little bit. So like probably the majority of people have already played it now, and then they removed it. Hater. So it's kind of you know. I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, it's like it's hater. nice for some people, and maybe if some people <laughs> didn't get it because of that, they can get it now, which is cool. But like, yeah, it was already running on most of people's computers. Copy paste in real life. Ooh. Super cool, actually. Copy very, paste very cool. in real life. You can get all that copy pasta. All right. And glue. Let's roll that intro now that I have actually fixed the YouTube feed and it's actually live now and get on with the topics. <laughs> topics. They're kind of like toppings, you know? Like if the WAN show was a pizza, the topics, they're the toppings. Yeah. They make it spicy. And if one of your toppings was uh intel buying a company you might be like oh pineapple again <laughs> if you don't like pineapple what meanwhile you're i really love good, pineapple. you're gonna start that why would you even bring it up then why are you starting that fight <laughs> why are you gonna be like that you know forget no, it no, saying, no no i don't want to hear about it we're rolling the intro rolling no the intro's rolling <laughs> no the intro's rolling i don't even want it <laughs> in that intro I don't even care I don't even care if you don't like pineapple I do like it doesn't matter what you think well I don't even care if you do now because I don't care what you think <laughs> yeah. anymore yeah 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 you like that you like that all right Good counter. Good all counter. right why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day yes. Intel's 10th gen core series launch now I seem to have created a bit of a fecal storm over this past week for making the somewhat controversial video called uh, why I still love Intel or like I still love Intel whatever I don't, I don't remember what I what I called the video but basically my Play point shirt in that video by the way thank you thank you I was you know I wanted to wear a blue shirt because I was like you know hey I want to have like a I want to have like a blue theme to the video right um, yep, so I wanted yep. to have a blue shirt and I went through my drawer and literally the only blue shirt that I own 
is my float plane shirt. And I was like, this is great. Nice. This is great. <laughs> so it's called Why I Still Love Intel. And um, I feel like I need to clarify a couple of points for the 41.1% of you that didn't make it through. Oh, no, sorry. Excuse me. The, uh, hold on. The... 65% of you that didn't make it to the end of the video before leaving a comment. Uh, <laughs> I can see that, guys. I can see if you actually finished the video. Uh, the point that I was trying to make in the video is that, hey, guys, all the talented, hardworking people at Intel, we know that you're not responsible for some of the bad decisions that are being made. Stay the course and keep doing the things that are good about Intel. And then I came out and said some of the things that I like and appreciate about Intel based on my personal experiences and based on numbers that I had access to when I was working at NCIX for things like how their reliability compares to their competitors across a number of different spaces. Now, there was one Intel product line that I personally had bad experiences with and observed just didn't seem to be very good. That was their motherboards. Well, they ditched them. They ditched them, they're gone. And since then, pretty much everything across the board has been rock solid. Now there have been problems. There's, and I acknowledge the problems in the video for those of you who didn't make it to that point of the video and left um actually comments correcting me. Um, meltdown, big problem. Spectre, big problem. Uh, the Thunderbolt 3 direct memory access um, vulnerability. It's a big problem. We talked about that too. They've had a lot of problems, but what they also have is fewer problems <laughs> when it comes to most things. Then nice. move your mouse cursor. Move my mouse cursor? Oh, is it in the yeah, way? It's on my face. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's so weird because your window is actually behind my dock. Oh, so I can't funky. see that I'm on your face. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, so the point was I, would, I brought up that I appreciate the actual engineers, and Intel still has a ton of great engineers doing great work who are just trying to build the best products that they can. And I lamented the lack of resources that have been given to areas that the business people deemed right. to be not growth markets, things like enthusiast CPUs for gamers. So I think a lot of people got as far as the title, got mad, because once they're angry, the blood pressure rises in their ears and they can't actually hear anything anymore. And then didn't bother to watch the video because it was less about how I'm, you know, simping Intel, which was a, a, <laughs> that was a popular comment. And I definitely wasn't paid. Like anyone who thinks I was paid to make that video has absolutely no idea how sponsored videos work. Also, look up like Linus walking in the rain. Just no clue. I mean, Intel has been a long time sponsor for us. Yeah. Reality check. So has AMD. So has NVIDIA. So has, uh, let's see, who have we not worked with? Why don't I make a list of companies that we have not done sponsored NVIDIA's work for? NVIDIA's on the, on the rarely side of things. Uh, th yeah. No, they, they've uh, they've done a handful of things lately. They did that 240 okay. FPS thing. That was a big project. We oh, brought yeah. Crowd no, in that's and everything. Yeah. 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 No, so, cool. so here's the list. All right. We got Apple. I mean, guys, hit me, hit me in the comments, hit me in the comments. It's like, it's a funny thing, right? Because there's sort of two ways you can be unbiased. You can take nobody's money or you can just take everyone's because I, I don't GAF. Like, 
what what do I care? Like hit me up here, Especially guys. It's kind of yeah, it's it yeah. I was gonna say it's better just just in case someone didn't get that. It is better to do one or the other. If you're gonna take money from some people, you should take money from everyone. Uh, so Oscar like Oscar LS ninety one in uh, Floatplane Chat says Cisco. We have worked with Cisco on multiple occasions. We have worked yep. with Microsoft on multiple occasions. Uh, how about Red? You tinkered with their camera, but did they ever sponsor it? No, Red we have not worked with in a sponsored way, but we have definitely worked with them. Valve, no. No, we have not worked with G -Skill. Valve. Uh, G-Skill, absolutely we've worked have with G-Skill. We... NZXT, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You pretty much name it in the industry, we've pretty much worked with them. Adobe, we have when never done... When did we done... work with G-Skill? Uh, G-Skill, we did a, um, a video with their 768 gigs of memory in a single system back at Computex 2019 or 18. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Pretty much everyone. IBM, absolutely. Ubiquity. Yeah. Yes, we did pimp my neighbor's Wi-Fi. People are like, the timing of the video made it a bit suspicious as to the purpose of it. The purpose of it was explicitly stated in the video. The purpose of it was, here's what I see in the news. I see dangerous news. I see Intel going in a direction that I've seen them go before that could have unforeseen consequences. And I wanted to say, hey guys, why don't we not do that? Why don't we stick to the things that are good about Intel, keep the products reliable, take your time, do it properly. Your time to, to fight the good fight is going to come again. It's not right now. You're still stuck on 14 nanometer plus, 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 or whatever. So, and I said this in the video, I said it explicitly in the video. Guys, you need to just take it on the chin for a little bit. Stay reliable. Don't even try to be the fastest when you, if you can't do it, don't hurt the reputation with the average consumer. Because what I pointed out in the video is that while things like, um, you know, oh man, like management engine vulnerabilities are going to hurt your reputation with the general, with, with the tech enthusiast, like guys like you or me, we're the ones looking at, you know, oh, Spectre meltdown, this is, this is terrible. The average consumer, I mean, Luke, you actually oh, had to work on some mitigation stuff for Spectre and meltdown on the flow plane side of things. What would be your take on the average consumer's impact from those very, from those problems? very little, uh, next to none? Uh, potentially, some services got more expensive or shut down at that time. Um, so your like access to things might have been slightly annoying. I doubt anyone on the the personal side of things was affected basically at all. That's the thing. And so what I brought up in the video is I said, look, when motherboards are frying, you know, when you take a motherboard out of a case and turn it around and the back of it is like dark brown, okay, all around where the VRMs are, that has the potential to impact the average consumer who just goes to Best Buy and buys a gaming machine with an, a Core i9 or whatever because they heard it's the best for gaming. Don't do that. Just be 3% or 5% slower and don't fry a motherboard, right? That's all I was trying to say. And I think people really took it. I think people just kind of took it however they however they wanted to take it. Um, and a lot of people got it, but it's just, it's one of those things that can be very discouraging to read through the comments on. Um, another thing that was very frustrating, and this was just kind of comedy of errors, because I knew people were already going to be a little bit sensitive around that, 
we ended up having to, I'll just be 100% upfront with you guys, we ended up having to rush our review of the processors a little bit due to staffing issues around the COVID-19 thing. So I can't, I'm not going to give any specifics. I can't comment on the health of the various people at Linus Media Group or, you know, whether they're working in the office or whether they're working from home. That's all personal information. All I can say is that the production of that video was affected by staffing levels and or people's access to the hardware in a timely manner. And there was one particular error that we really shouldn't have made. Normally, we include our, um, our cooler on the test bench slide. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Normally, we include it on the graphs because we moved from having it on the test bench slide over to there. And then there was a snafu with the graphs. We had to make some changes. And it was going to be on the graphs this time, but it wasn't. So it wasn't in either of those places. And some people looking for a conspiracy theory figured, oh, we were we were Intel apologists because we hid that we used the Corsair H110i as our cooler. That was not our intention to hide it. And the only reason that the comment showed up six hours later was because I don't wake up at six in the morning. So someone else launched the video. And it wasn't until much, much later after I had started my work day that I went in to the comments and I was like, holy crap, we didn't have the cooler in the thing. Hey, we need to get a comment on there. We need to get it pinned. Let's get this dealt with. Um, that's the kind of thing that I do end up still having to do myself, um, even though I wish other people would make those observations. Um, generally speaking, it is kind of time um, for people to not need me to do that, you know, and it is actually in the video publication guide that you need to sit and monitor the video for about 10 minutes, see if people are mad about anything and if there's anything we need to fix, but whatever, it's minor things. I also understand when you wake up at six in the morning. I mean, I used to do it for embargo releases myself. Yeah, yeah. not that like six in the morning, I'm like, uh, publish. <laughs> Launch video. Yeah, I remember when you couldn't even schedule them. So no matter yeah, when yeah. someone's embargo lift was, you actually had to wake up and like, and, and in in their defense a little bit maybe yeah. that comment didn't come in in the first like 10 minutes or something that's yeah, possible um it's, it's possible. possible no one even noticed for the first couple hours i doubt it but it's possible i want to throw some companies at you i know the answer for some of these um sure someone someone mentioned nintendo i know the answer for this one. uh no we have we have wrong yeah you did a thing yes that's amazon right. yes what about amazon uh amazon Oh man. Okay. So with Amazon, we are an Amazon associates and it's so funny because you need to like their, their legalese in the agreement is so explicit about how you cannot claim to be affiliated with Amazon, even though the program, like the URL, they changed the name of the program. They changed it to Amazon associates a number of years back, but the URL you go to is still like affiliate dash amazon.com or whatever. Like <laughs> so, it's, so it's literally called like the website you go to is literally called Amazon affiliate, but you're not allowed to say you're affiliated with Amazon. So I got to be so careful about how I approach Amazon. Um, yeah, we do make money through <laughs> having paid links under the videos, but we are not affiliated sponsored by or associated directly with Amazon, even though I have an Amazon Associates account and I go to affiliate-amazon.com or whatever <laughs> to, to get at my dashboard, all right? There, I think that was a safe way to say it because if you don't say it the safe way, they can kick you out of the program and there is literally no appeals process. So I need to be very, very careful. But I will say this, 
a significant chunk. You can go back and watch our honest answers. How does Linus Media Group make money? A significant chunk of our revenue comes from Amazon and we have worked with them in like a PR sense. So I did that video down at the uh, that touchless Amazon store um, or the, count, uh, the counterless one where you just, uh, what's it called? Amazon yep. Go store. Yep. So we've like worked with them in that sense and we definitely get checks from them once a month. So I don't know. That's a gray area. Gray area. The last one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> SK Hynix. Yeah. We've worked with SK Hynix. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I spent actually a while. Yeah. Uh, there was some comments. Does Luke even listen to Linus? I was listening to Linus. I spent a while on Newegg trying to find a company that we hadn't worked with and I could not. Yep. Uh, someone brought up Juniper Networks before. I don't believe we've ever worked with Juniper Networks. <laughs> All right. There's, I mean, there's some examples, but like. So back to the 10th gen core launches. Um, as it turned out, my concerns about Intel's approach to this launch were both validated, but also um, invalidated is kind of how I felt after I saw the real numbers. So I recorded the video about being worried about the direction they were going before I had seen any actual confirmed thermal or performance numbers. And I was, I was happy to see that on good cooling, even fully unlocked by like shaving down the die, which I don't know if they got the idea from Der Bauer or if he got the idea from them that you could actually shave down the die on the old ones a little bit. Um, anyway, they shaved down the die a little bit. Turns out they got a very significant improvement in thermal conductivity through the IHS. They were able to keep the thermals under control using a cooling solution that I would consider to be like enthusiast grade you know, like gamer rig grade without being too far over the top. I think a, a, a 280 mil radiator AIO is reasonable if like obviously expensive. Um, so I was pleased to see that, you know, we were running at about 80 degrees, even fully unlocked with what I would consider to be a high end, but not, you know, DIY water cooling um, cooler. I yeah. was disappointed. Oh, okay. Sorry. The other thing that I was happy about was that they didn't make these compromises without even sort of achieving anything. Um, they did manage to hold on to the, the gaming performance crown, which I think is something that's very important to them. And they, they pulled it off, you know, even if it meant pushing this thing to the limit. And you know, good on them, you know, good for you guys. Uh, at yeah. least it was, it was worth it. Because we had people point out that I didn't make the same video about AMD back when they were getting beat up. I was like, there's a couple issues with that. One is that this was a very different channel 10 years ago. Um, you know, so there's that. Um, number two is that, you know, AMD wasn't, how do I put it this way? Like they weren't in a position where there was like something that I still liked about them. And they also weren't even really like still releasing stuff. Like, yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't competitive at all. It was just sort of like, yeah, if you're, on a super de duper budget, then I guess you could get one of these, even though it's both slow yeah. and hot and, and it's loud too on top and of like that. If we, if we want to compare similar situations, which it sounds like they're doing, yeah. where like there's a new processor coming up from that company, we were very AMD favorable when they were actually releasing a new processor. Well, and yeah. We were very much being like, yeah, I hope it's great. I hope it's awesome. This is going to be great. It's fun to have more competition and all that kind of stuff. So apples to apples, no, I, I think you absolutely did. You're talking about you're talking about about five years ago. I'm going back yeah. even further when they were releasing new processors, but 
my issue was, you know, when I talk about the things that I do like about Intel, which is the people, like the actual people who do the actual work, not the executive people. Um, I really like the people there. And one of my problems with AMD way back in the day, almost no one that I interacted with back then is still there. So I'm not too worried about saying this. Um, but some of the people that I worked with made it very difficult to like AMD. And it was just stupid things like lying to me, misleading me about how good an upcoming product was going to be. Like I remember this one time I pulled an all nighter or it might not have been quite an all nighter, but nearly an all nighter trying to work on my, my review of this new CPU. And I, I was running the testing over and over and over again, trying to get the numbers that I was expecting based on what they were telling me. They were telling me this thing was going to be awesome and it was going to overclock like a like a bat out of hell and it was going to you know AMD is going to be back in the conversation, and it and it wasn't and they weren't and I and I was doubting my numbers and doubting them and doubting them to the point where I stayed up until the embargo lift and I waited to read someone else's review because I was still pretty new to the game, to see if I was right and and I was and I was just like well then why didn't you just tell me that it was mediocre, next time just tell me it's mediocre so that we yeah. can. Because if you can't live in the same reality, you can't have a conversation, right? You can't agree on anything. You know, yeah. it's like if we can't agree that the earth being warmer is bad, then how do we have a conversation about, you know, how to address it or like what the cause is, right? Um, so that's, that's why you didn't see that video. It was a very different channel that didn't make videos like that. Like I didn't consider myself... Um, in a position to make commentary on my years-long observations of these companies. I was just like a junior sales guy at a computer store. Like, mm. um, and then the other issue was, uh, yeah, I just didn't really, I didn't really have that argument to make for them. Now, back to the AMD of today, who I'm like pretty stoked on. They uh, are really, are really putting the gears to Intel here. So Back to the 10th gen launch. We actually reviewed the 10, uh, the 10900K reasonably favorably. We said, okay, yeah, it consumes too much power. Um, it requires a new socket, which blows. But this is what we said at the time. At least you don't, uh, sorry. Uh, we said, yeah, it's, so it's, but at least it's fast. It retains the gaming crown and the performance per dollar doesn't look that bad. Well, okay, now we got a problem because AMD pulled a couple of moves this week. So there was, of course, we'll talk about this in more detail later, the move where they're going to allow Zen 3 to run on B450 and X470 boards. That's pretty sick. But the other big one was they actually slashed the pricing on their 3900X. So that's their 12 core kind of price competitor to the 10900K by $100. That thing is now 389 at Micro Center. <laughs> I can tell you right now, my conclusion to that video would have been pretty different if AMD <laughs> had dropped that price drop before we worked on the review. Holy smokes. I oh. wonder how much that's going to impact things. Because I doubt very many creators... Like, there, there's there's an audience that watches all the content. There's an audience yeah. that watches just Wancho, whoever they are. And then there's up, an audience that are, how's it going? Uh, that like basically just watch these like big launch type of things. Yes. They'll probably watch like the, the top end NVIDIA card review when it comes out. They'll watch the, the new top end Intel chip when it comes out, yep. top end AMD chip when it comes out. And then mostly just not outside of that. Those people 
might not hear about this. Right. It's interesting. I wonder how much that'll change sales. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's funny how the audience is kind of segmented into different groups. Like Twitter, you know, loves the dank memes. Whereas Instagram really gets into the like great, you know, product shots and they love the stories over there. Uh, the YouTube audience is kind of fragmented in and of itself. Like you said, there's the people that only tune into Wancho and the algorithm's so good at knowing what you're likely to click on. So it'll just only serve you the stuff you like. I mean, there's people who they'll like comment on a video and they're like, Linus has got like two sponsors in, in every video in this video. Like what the F? And I'm like, we have had two sponsor spots per video for quite literally years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not one of those people who throws around the word literally. For literally years, we have had two sponsors in almost every single video, except for yeah. ones that are um, like fully sponsored videos. And then Wan Show, which used to have two and now has three and has had three for years. <laughs> I think there's maybe been uh, like the trees video. Was there any on that one? Uh, no, that was an exception. So there's some like hyper abnormalities. Yes. Where, where there's like a video here or there every once in a blue moon. Yeah. But outside of that. That was one of those ones where it felt like kind of in poor taste to have a sponsor for like a uh, like a, a charity participation thing. So we were like, ah, yeah, let's make this more about giving away money and less about making money. But even our April Fool's joke this year, where I like supposedly am like, you know, being stealth filmed by a whistleblower on the staff. We still managed to, and Riley actually pushed back against me on this. He was like, "Look, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna kill the the vibe. I think it's gonna kill the believability of it for the people that so. you know would yeah. fall for it." And I was like, "Look, man, we got 365 upload slots a year. <laughs> I, you know, if I if I give the business team a target that says 100% fill rate and they don't hit it, you want that hanging on your head? That's what I thought." We're putting the sponsors in. We just need to find a way to integrate them in in like a, a you know, a, an unbeknownst to Linus, he was being recorded filming a sponsor spot. And we did them in kind of like a flippant, you know, well, do I get paid now? You know, like we made it seem like I was, I was actually this persona that I was playing for the video. I had so much fun shooting that video, man. Dude, I had no idea what was going on. Like <laughs> when I watched the final, like, piece yeah i remember watching it through the whole time being like wow i didn't think this is where that was going <laughs> no clue at all i don't remember what i thought it was but i didn't think it was that oh um, i it was so much fun you know the original script was that colton was going to be uh the mastermind and yeah, i was yeah. a puppet <clears throat> that was the original kind of conspiracy theory that our whistleblower was 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 blowing the lid off of and we had these we you know it was actually a really good script i i might you know what am i uh, am i connected i am i am i'm connected i can i can pull this up i'm gonna pull it up because riley deserves a shout out for the original version of it so i don't know i don't know if i've that's Someone said right Luke acted so badly. Yeah, they made me act sad. That just wasn't going to oh, work. Oh, so I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, April Fool's 2020. Here it is. Um, I remember me saying like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a very good job. Like, I'll give it a shot, but like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this very well. And then 
I, someone going back and talking to Linus and I could overhear Linus being like, yeah, he's not going to be able to do that. <laughs> I know your acting skills, man. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, uh, so they brought me, uh, Riley brought me an early version of the script and I don't know how much you guys know about our process, but I actually, I actually got in sort of a, a semi tiff with someone on the forum about this a little while ago. Cause they basically accused me of being like, you know, the anchorman, right? Uh, from the Will Ferrell movie, you know, just, yeah. I just read whatever's put in front of me and I actually have no idea what I'm talking about. And so I was like, okay, 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 um, here's my deal then. Why don't I just post, I'm, and I posted a raw script that one of the writers, and I didn't name any names, but that one of the writers brought me and I posted the finished script side by side. I was like, okay, you go ahead. You tell me that I don't actually take my position as editor in chief here seriously. Almost every script on LTT and TechWiki for the past two to three years has been reviewed by me before anyone read it. There are exceptions. Anything that is vlogged, obviously I can't review something that wasn't pre-written. And TechWiki has been more of a John James tandem over the last couple of months. But up until that point, I, I am reading this stuff uh, and I'm working on it and I'm often making a lot of changes because I feel like as the person who has as much experience as most of the writing team combined doing this, I'm still in a position where I can do that. Um, I want that to change. Like I want the day to come where they tell me, no, look, this is how it needs to be done. And I'll go, you know what? I defer to you because you get it right more often than I do these days. Um, and some of them are getting like really good. And I'm not going to name any names because I wouldn't talk about an HR thing like on a live stream like this. But, um, you know, I'm still in a position where I feel like I do need to make a lot of changes. Anyway, here's here's a couple a couple little fun bits from the original the original script. So the scene is this is how it would open. The scene is writers meeting. Linus is wrapping up the meeting, dismissing everyone. People file out. The camera still low. Follows Linus back to the writers room. Stays back as Linus goes into the office. The camera slowly moves towards his office, revealing Linus standing still, facing away from the camera. He's just standing there. Creepy music builds up as the camera slowly zooms in. Then Linus suddenly moves towards his desk and the camera jerks away. We hear a bass hit and cut to black. It's like, the way Riley had this written was so cool. Um, and then at the end of it, uh, okay, here we go. So the, the scene in my office, do you remember that scene, Luke? I... I think so. Okay, yeah. so uh, I'm reading like uh, I'm reading like Asus Rog reboot. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And James tells me to get the script, and then I I like flip out at him. I'm like, look, if you want me to say ROG, then you need to put ROG on the script, okay? And I like throw down the paper or whatever. And I tell him to redo it or something like that. Here's the original version of that scene. Uh, overhead security cam footage. Linus practicing script with Colton. Linus holding script. Hey guys, welcome to this year's ROG rig reboot. The And then Colton interrupts and goes, no, damn it, Linus. It's ROG, not ROG, you idiot. You absolute numpty. And Colton walks out. And then I go like, oh, geez, Colton, that's how it's spelled. So the original concept was actually that Colton is like the mastermind behind this whole thing and i'm a total puppet and the the joke is the same that i actually don't know how to build a computer i don't know anything yeah. about pcs but the punchline yeah. is different and i was like okay guys i just don't think colton has the acting stones and they oh man <laughs> i want to find the thing they had written for you let me see if i've got it okay here we go 
Uh, Wan Choset, Linus and Luke. Uh, wait, no, actually, your lines were still the same. He talked me, he talked me into keeping yours. <laughs> Man, when Riley showed me how he wanted you to do it, I wanted this 10 years ago. I just... <laughs> it's never going to work. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. great. Oscar goes to Luke Lafreniere. Oh, no. Oh, no. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I think that's one of those ones where like the actor doesn't show up because they're like, I'm not going to win this. They're not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 10th Gen Topics. launch. Uh, what are what are we talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we already talked through the 10th Gen stuff. So, uh, oh, right. The other thing. Right. No, I have one more point to make about that. The last thing that I said in that uh, that that I thought was really important that I think people overlooked was the part um, from the uh, what I still lo love about Intel from that video was the part where I said, like, look, um, you know, the people who are savvy, I pointed out, I am running AMD almost everywhere now. Uh, the people who are savvy are going to uh, wait. What? Oh, Anthony's putting stuff in the in the doc right now. OK, I'll, I'll address that later, Anthony. Um, the, the point that I made was like, I'm running AMD and for an enthusiast like you, and I even specifically said like you, the viewer, I I'm recommending AMD. But when it comes to a more mainstream person that I just like never want to hear from about this computer again, I'm more likely. And I said more likely, I didn't say guarantee AMD makes great stuff. I just said, I'm more likely to say, yeah, just get the Intel one because there are issues that you can run into around things like the, the USB chipset that's built into your motherboard that, you know, it's been a, it's been a long time since, um, you know, Intel's made a USB chipset that's been, you know, problematic is, is what I'll say. I actually kind of wish that Intel sold their USB controllers just on standalone cards rather than having to put an Asmedia one or, um, you know what I've actually had really good reliability with or really good consistency from, I still have some of those ancient NEC USB controller cards. Do you remember like the first USB three yeah. cards? Yeah. Man, if I just need something to work, I go get one of those, throw that in a PCIe slot and I'm humming. It's, it's happening. It's good stuff. Yeah. S sometimes I just want stuff to work. Muddle Dick <laughs> says, prove this is live. But that's how it's pronounced. What do you want from me? Jeez. <laughs> All right. I will acknowledge Anthony's note now. Uh, Anthony's note with Zen 3 around the corner, AMD seems to be playing for market share first and profit second. Yep, the 3900X is a crazy value on, with that latest price drop. Holy shnikes. Like, that's what I'm running in my rig here. I can use NVENC encoding. I can just use X264 encoding when I'm streaming. It just doesn't give any cares. That thing chews through anything. Um, and Anthony also asks, do I get full marks for not including our own review in the WAN doc this time? Um... He included Anantec and Gamers Nexus, who probably, yeah, did do a more thorough job than we did this time around. <laughs> so there's that. All right. Uh, let's move on to our sponsors. Sponsor. Got that, honey. Got to get that, honey. Get joinhoney.com and start saving today. You want to go buy a CPU? Well, make sure you got the Honey Web Browser extension. It can make sure that you are getting the best coupon codes and savings at over 30,000 stores, including Amazon, eBay, Newegg, Razor, Best Buy, Walmart, and more. The best part, Honey's free. 
That's right. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks because they make a commission from the store, not from you. Colton, Brandon, Luke, you use Honey, right? Yes. Yep. Um, many others. I've used Honey. Have used Honey to save money shopping online, and I also love their price history tool. That's something that is not in our talking points. I just personally love it because, yeah, that price might be the lowest price right now, but you could look back in the history and be like, oh, this thing goes like $10 cheaper like every two weeks. I'm a, I'm a hold on a minute or two. And I'm going to come back when there's a lower price. It's yeah. good stuff. Why not? The show is also brought to you today by... Oh, yeah. So what are you waiting for? Joinhoney.com slash Linus. There, you need that call to action. That's an important part of reading out a sponsor spot. That's what I learned back in the day, back in sponsor school. You know? <laughs> sponsor school. Ridge Wallet. Stop carrying around pointless items in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. Face it, we've all done it at some point. Ridge Wallet helps you carry less. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic band, keeping your cards tightly together but still accessible. The plates are RFID blocking, they offer a lifetime guarantee, and they're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. They also don't just sell wallets. They've got battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more, and they make a great gift for Father's Day. Holy crap, it's Father's Day coming up. <gasps> I'm good, though. I'm good, though. Are well, you ready for Father's for Day, it. Luke? Are you, gonna get, are you going to get him a hammer? Are you going to get him a hammer, Luke? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I do not think you there sure? will be a You don't a want a Kickstarter hammer? <laughs> the best hammer you ever did see? Use offer code Linus. Save 10% yeah. at ridgewallet.com slash Linus. All right, sorry. You can talk about your hammer now. I'll do the last sponsor after. Tell me about the hammer. No, no. I'm just going to go with, see if there's an update. Hit me with that hammer. Hit me with the hammer. <laughs> you're, checking, you're checking the update? Okay, I'll do the I'm PIA checking. spot while you yeah. check for an update on that Kickstarter. Private internet access. What's in your online security toolkit? Adding a VPN lets you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices. PIA has reliable service with over 3,300 servers in 30 countries, and they now feature WireGuard and no bandwidth caps. They've got configurable encryption and an internet kill switch to keep you in control of your connection, and you can try it out risk-free with their 30-day money-back GUAR-NT. Yeah. Check it out at lmg.gg slash PIA when. Also, PIA just launched their own weekly private news, privacy news online show, which covers the most important privacy news every week. If you're interested, check it out down below as well. Hey, are they advertising their show on our show? Are they a competitor now? You know what, PIA? I've had enough of your, I've had enough of your nonsense. I've had enough of your attitude. Look at these guys. Oh, we'll just make our own show and talk about privacy. Look at these guys. I don't actually have fixed talking points for them. I can kind of say whatever I want as long as you guys just keep signing up for PIA. So yeah, go, go check them out at the link in the video description. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. Tell me about your hammer, Luke. It's hammer time. I don't, I don't think there's been an update. I think, I think uh, the last update was from February Stop. 5th, 2020. Hammer time. Hey. Oh! Hey, and I think joke. that one was, was mentioned on Wancho already. So I think the coal bar hammer still has no... Yeah, this is the same update as before. Okay. Well, that's no a shame. Anymore. All right. Do you want to talk us through the next thing? I feel like I've actually been talking a lot. I'm sorry. Have I not let you talk today? Did I, did I do that again? I'm sorry. I think today's been better than last week. Last week was a doozy. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't, you, why don't you pick a topic and walk us through it? I okay. Just got, uh, I just got sick burned. Right copy there. Paste, saw it. Copy See? paste in real life. He you just, can't even he... let me do the topic title. 
uh copy paste in real life you need to screen share this uh the twitter link screen share is probably the best one sure super super cool it's an ar prototype thing uh the prototype code allows the user to take pictures of objects uh it kind of snips the object out and then allows you to paste them directly into it. it says here photoshop i thought it looked like something else but whatever um the creator oh i'm gonna butcher your name i am very sorry cyril diagni sure uh uses bassnet boundary aware salient uh object detection to identify and cut out objects where it like picks one specific object out of your picture um, and is able to place them into Photoshop. Right now, it takes about 2.5 seconds to cut and about four seconds to paste, but there's this cool little animation thing. So what it feel the like F? There are tons of ways to speed up the, the whole flow. This is, this is relatively early on. Uh, the popularity wow. of the original tweet prompted Cyril to take the code from prototype to app and currently has a splash page up for requesting access at Acro... Acropypaste.app. So A R C O P Y paste.app. That is really cool. That's some futury stuff right there. Not going to lie. I love it. Super, super cool. I love it. A R copypaste.app. There you go. A R copypaste.app. Oh my goodness. That's what it is. I thought he was trying to do like pies in Python. Yeah, your dyslexia is showing, Luke. Um, <laughs> acro <laughs> acropypaste.com. <laughs> You're great. This is why I love you. Oh my god. This is why I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can talk. It's just the reading and talking. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an issue. Yeah, the yeah. teleprompter used to be a real struggle for him. It was really hard. Well, it I had to basically, oh my, um, I had to basically memorize, like pre-memorize so I could read one or two words and then I would just know in my head the whole rest of the thing. Well, some of your problems were sort of self-inflicted, <sighs> you know, the fact that you wouldn't get glasses, even yeah. though you couldn't see. So he's, hey, I have them. He's a touch dyslexic and he's trying to read this thing and talk at the same time and he doesn't get glasses. I don't think I've ever seen you wear glasses. Yeah. When did you wow, get those? It's weird. I haven't worn these in a while. So, ugh. and the most ironic uh, thing is that there's been a significant period of time in his life when a significant person really in helpful. his orbit was heavily involved in glasses and the glasses industry, and he still didn't have any bloody glasses. <laughs> when did you even get those? Uh, right before a job change, because it like made the most sense. Not my job change. Got it. Got it. That the, makes uh, sense. The other person's. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I, they are 100% not needed for out the computer, so I'm going to take them off now. But yeah, these are my glasses. <laughs> I uh, I had a hard time picking frames for a long time. You look and then smart. I went, to, I went to a football game with my dad. Yeah. And I was like, his glasses are cool. I want those ones. Seriously, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> They're the exact same frames. Remember football games? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been kind of rough, eh? Like not yeah. going out. Yeah. Hey, my badminton gym is finally opening up next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to cost almost twice as much to go because they've got like hard limits on the number of people that are allowed in the facility and per court. So is it going to be, I'm assuming it's not drop-in courts anymore. I don't remember how, what you call that, but no, you so rent a whole like, court now, I'm assuming. Yeah, doing court rentals. 
uh, or uh, lessons. So I was actually supposed to start doing badminton training again, like right before this whole thing went down. So I'm actually starting my class now. I'm really excited. Oh, cool. Nice. All right. Why don't we have a look at what else we've got here today? I wanted to talk about uh, AMD listening. Zen 3 to support B450 and X470. This is a huge deal. Uh, this was posted on the forum by... Uh, didn't get filled out by whoever, by Tedney. Tedney on the forum, AMD reversed its decision to limit the BIOSes on 400 series chipsets. Uh, here's uh, an excerpt from the statement. We heard our audience and we understand the concerns. We're going to work out a way to support Zen 3 on our 400 series chipsets between now and launch. We're still working on the what and the how, but we will update you closer to the Zen 3 launch. That's pretty freaking awesome. That's um, quite the commitment. I was already at the point where I would have forgiven them and I would have said, hey, you know what? As far as I can tell from everything I've seen, you guys really, you did your best. And I understand if you just need to, if you need to shed some, some dead weight in order to bring us the very best Zen 3 that you can. If they had said that, I'd have said, okay, cool. But this is even better. This is great. This means that anyone who invested in even a B450 board is going to be moving into the freaking future here. Now, we don't know, you know, what this is going to mean for, uh, you know, because is, wait, is Zen 3 rumored to be DDR5? Zen 3 DDR5. Let's, let me have a look here. Um, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think so. It looks like Zen 4 is supposed to be DDR5. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, have, we have no indication that they're going to be moving away from that. So either way, people who got a B450 board, like, you know, year, two years ago, they're going, they're going Zen 3. We are expecting Zen 3 to be a very significant performance uplift compared to Zen 2, um, just based on what we know about it so far. And I personally am pretty, pretty jazzed. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what else, what else is there to say? They've still got six plus months. Um, the cool thing is that AMD is finally in this position where they're not desperate, right? Like there was no doubt in my mind that first gen Ryzen was rushed. It was super rushed. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was the kind of thing that, you know, I was, well, my whole, why I still love Intel. It was like what I was telling Intel, Hey, make sure you don't do this. Um, because that launch was a whole different level of buggy. There were problems up and down the product stack and throughout the entire ecosystem. It was the kind of product that I reviewed positively, but from like a, hey, I can see the potential here standpoint, yeah. not from a like, hey, the experience that I had holding this product right now was very good and you should buy it kind of standpoint. And, and, and a lot of people held off buying it because of that. But I think also like even with hindsight, that was probably the right move for AMD at the time. Oh, well, they had no choice. What choice did yeah. they have? They had no money. Yeah. But yeah. what's cool is AMD is now in a position where even six months from now, they can confidently say Intel won't have some kind of random ace up their sleeve to compete with Zen 2 Plus, or excuse me, to, with uh, Zen 2 um, in their Ryzen 3, uh, Ryzen 3rd Gen series. So, okay, if it takes us another month, then we'll just spend another month. Isn't that fantastic? Like, what a time. The last time that happened was like 10 years ago. Honestly, 10 years ago. Wait, no. Wow. No, it was longer ago than that. Holy crap. When was the Athlon X2? It was like 15 years ago. <gasps> wow. When did I get, like, old, Luke? <laughs> yeah. 
dual core desk april 2005 it was almost exactly 15 years ago holy bananas i hate this this sucks um anyway can you believe it's 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 almost freaking uh june and we're still stuck inside wow anyways so most motherboards most motherboards have 16 megs of onboard storage and CPUs can only address the first 16 megs of a BIOS chip. So we might see an issue where 400 series motherboards end up having two forked BIOSes, kind of like what we've seen already. So one for up to Ryzen 3000 inclusive and one for Ryzen 3000 and beyond. So the former would likely be a default BIOS, which would be picked because, I mean, people who have the older stuff, I guess, would be less likely to just kind of have extra stuff on hand. Maybe that's the rationale. I'm not sure. Um, so the former would likely be the default, which would be picked up by an auto update. However, the latter could be like a beta BIOS or a secondary BIOS and would require user intervention. I ran into this recently on a B450 board that I wanted to put Ryzen 3rd gen on even. Uh, so AMD will enable the ODM partners with the feature. However, it will be up to the actual motherboard manufacturer to enable it as a feature on that motherboard or on that pre-built system. Uh, if they're, so if they're not willing to complicate matters with this weird BIOS fork thing, then unfortunately you are plumb out of luck. It is believed that most of the vendors are going to be on board, are going to want to be on board straight away. Um, and then the rest will probably have to follow because what choice are you going to have, right? Like you don't want to be the one that's like the only one that screwed your customers with backwards or forwards compatibility. Yeah. It's not a great look. Uh, what else we got in here that's important? Tiger Lake, first Tiger Lake laptop, the Shift 13. Oh, okay. Tiger Lake is Intel's upcoming mobile CPU line. This was posted in the uh, doc by Alex, probably, because he's usually into that stuff. According to Intel, Tiger Lake will be using technology from their dedicated graphics project. So this would be uh, Intel XE graphics. And we could see a two times improvement in integrated GPU performance over Ice Lake, which was already a massive jump. Intel has made gigantic strides in graphics performance over the last few generations. And this could finally make them competitive with AMD's Vega iGPUs. Of course, by that time, AMD could be doing some kind of uh, next generation iGPU. So we'll, we'll see. That's the thing about technology, right? The bar just keeps moving. There'll be several iGPU units with 48, 80, and 96 execution units. And the 3 d Mark Firestrike results from Notebook Check looks like the 48EU version will be coming on new i3 processors and is 20% faster than the current Ice Lake i7s. Pretty cool stuff. So the low end is faster than the old high end. Love it. What else we got here? Oh yeah, Denuvo Anti-Cheat. Um, there's a couple kind of big deal things. So Denuvo Anti-Cheat yeah. is going to support Steam Play uh, Proton. That's kind of awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so Linux gamers have been dealing with anti-cheat mucking up games that would otherwise work. Like, there's no reason the game can't work other than that the anti-cheat software doesn't understand that it's running on Linux and blocks it. Um, so this is, this is pretty cool. Um, but Doom Eternal is also just removing the kernel-level Denuvo anti-cheat, so maybe it's some other kind of Denuvo anti-cheat that's going to be helpful in this case. Anyway, they good. added it on May the 14th, and here we are only eight days later, and they have committed to getting rid of it. <laughs> Which is great, because it's like been horrible for almost every game it's been part of. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Um, so the, the reason they chose it was to protect Battlenode players from cheaters. This is this is from um, the Doom subreddit executive that, producer. Yeah, oh, go ahead. That whole argument is getting messy right now because there like there's the the Ring Zero anti cheat that Riot has put out. Yeah, uh, and 
like there's still hackers in Valorant. So, you know, root kidding everyone's computer that has your game and still being ineffective is really not a great look. Um, I mean, I, well, I, how is that? I, you know, just riddle me this, riddle me this. How is it that you get all the way down to kernel level and you still can't block people from cheating? <laughs> um, <laughs> just not being able to detect the cheat, I guess. Like there, there's a lot of um, input modes. I know uh, like there's also different types of cheating. This is yeah. jumping to a different game, but Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. Uh, the main cheat or hack or whatever that I know of runs on a different computer. Right. So it's not even detectable. Like it's a completely different computer. I, I don't know. You maybe VPN the computer or something. Uh, and what, what are you going to do? It's, it's a different, it's not even the same computer. Right. So like, what does wrecked. it do? I actually don't know much about escape from Tarkov at all. To be the escape from Tarkov. Well, okay. So escape from Tarkov, it's an interesting game, relatively unique. I like it a lot, but your, your whole idea is you get dropped into a certain area, not dropped as in the battle Royale fly out of a plane thing, but you, you spawn in a certain area. Do you, you want to escape? loot and kill as many people as possible and then escape. Yeah. There's an exit somewhere and you have to get to it. Yeah. You generally across the other side of the map. And then if you lose your um, gear, it's permanent, right? That's kind of the yeah, idea. You, if you, if yeah. you spawn in as your like private military contractor, you have a little box that you can store a very small amount of certain items in. Yeah. Uh, but you're like your weapons, your, your big weapons, your armor, all that kind of stuff doesn't fit inside of it. Um, so you lose generally all of your things. So if you're like keys or maps or other small items that you want to save in your, in your yep. case. But uh, so, so death is super detrimental. And people are very careful and quiet and, and methodical in this game. Sure. And this cheat thing, as far as I know, makes it so you can see where people are aiming and you can see them through walls across the map. Wow, okay. And when like death is that bad, having that level of cheating is brutal. Right. I don't, in my gameplay, I don't think I personally ran into it a ton. It doesn't really feel like it. But there's clips online of people that are like, there's clips of people on Twitch that will like look away from their monitor because it's on a different computer. So it's not on their actual screen. So they have to look somewhere else. <laughs> so they'll look somewhere else. Not There's clearly nothing on their screen and the people watching the stream can hear the audio. So they know there's there's no information coming to them that there's someone there. And they're like, oh, there's there's five people coming this direction. <laughs> like, uh, it's brutal. I don't know. There's cheaters in, in like every game. Uh, don't rootkit people's computers, in my opinion. All right, so back to their rationale. They said, okay, kernel-level integrations are typically the most effective in preventing cheating. Okay. And Nuvo's integration met our standards for security and privacy. Players were disappointed on that Doom 2016 was so delayed in adding anti-cheat technology. And then basically went on to say, despite our best intentions, feedback from players made it clear that we must reevaluate our approach to anti-cheat integration. In the next patch, we will be removing it. Um, but it will return for players who want to stay on to to play online and won't be required for a single player. So there you go. And cool. I think that's pretty much all the most interesting stuff from today. Oh, G2A confirms that stolen game keys are sold on the platform. Like, okay, <laughs> they hired the yeah, it's in TechLink today. They apparently had to hire. Uh, an independent investigator to, you know, audit them. They were like, yeah, we, we, we want an independent investigation, and yeah, they found that. 
Um, about 198, yeah, a couple hundred Factorio keys were found to have been sold illegitimately on G2A. Um, out of a list of 321 keys. So 198 doesn't sound like a lot until it's two thirds of the. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's brutal. So they, they paid them out. Uh, they paid the, the Factorio developers out at, yep. at 10x. They 10x the money that they lost via chargebacks, whatever that ended up being. Yeah. Um, so they, they paid them back roughly 40,000 US dollars. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, Woob Software is apparently the first and only developer to take GTA uh, G2A up on its limited time offer to conduct these uh, uh, <laughs> these investigations. So funny. So True. it turns out the thing everyone knew is a thing. So now we know more. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of things we know more, it's definitely time to know more about what kind of super chats you guys have been sending. As usual, I will only be doing a few of them. I have no idea why you guys even send them because I read like a fraction of them, and this is a, a well-known. This is a well-known behavior. Actually, the, it's not even loading. The tab's not even loading in the YouTube dashboard because it's so great. It's so great, and I love it so much. Let's see if they're even still there. If I refresh the page, that would be a challenge. I mean, one solution to this problem would be to just read them right away, but we all know that's not going to happen. All right, there we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Robert's back. Uh, the Corsair 2080 water block leakage controversy. Any comments? I actually made all the comments that I had back when I did my initial coverage of that block when they launched it at like CES or Computex or something. And when I did my uh, my initial build with their Hydro X, um, I pointed out the issue to them like a year ago. And as far as I can tell, they have actually reinforced it and made it better than it was since then. But, um, yeah, I, 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 okay. So I have two comments. One comment is I could see how this could have been a problem in a case where a user was not using the product, um, very carefully. And that is something that is possible. Like if you've been, uh, even for an, an experienced user, if you haven't water cooled since GPU blocks had the metal of the cold plate literally come all the way up to where you screw in the fittings, like that's how it used to be. You used to screw into copper or like nickel plated copper on the back side. So you could like really like wrench your tubing on there if you had a tight fit. Like I used to do three eighths inch tubing over half inch fittings so that the inner diameter of the tubing would basically go like straight into the inner diameter of the uh, of the fitting with like no seam even basically because it was so tight um there's no way you'd be able to get that on with corsair solution without like cracking it or like breaking it or something and i'm not saying that corsair's thing is is too weak and it's terrible i'm just saying that you know you can't really like abuse them like that anymore as long as you're careful and you and you brace it from the other side and you push it on and you lay out your loop correctly so there's not too much strain on it there's no reason that even that older one should leak in fact i am still using that launch hydro x water block in my system i switched from soft tubing to hardline tubing and i had no leaks you guys saw in that six hour live stream my system's working just fine so I see both sides. I see how it could be a problem if you weren't careful, but I also see how Corsair says that, well, this is a perfectly good product and it's fine. Um, that's that's kind of my take on it. So I did point out that I saw the potential for problems, but I have not had personally any issues with it. Um, 
No, I don't think I mentioned how flimsy it was in a video last week. Oh, did I? Did I actually mention it in the six-hour stream? I might have. I might have actually mentioned that. Yeah, no, so this is something I've been aware of for a long time. I didn't know that it was uh, blown up until I saw Jay's video show up in my thing, and I was like, sorry, what is this? <laughs> uh, all right, who else we got? Uh, Decoy for fun says, there's a cursor on Luke's head. There is not. Yeah, I think for a pretty significant amount of the show. I don't know what you're talking about. What cursor on his head? Remember, because... Uh... Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> is, there, is there any more fun ways that I can... Sorry about that, guys. It's because the uh, it's because the video chat is behind my window that has my browser that I'm using to check the doc. Oh, uh, what else we got here? Decoy for fun says I make poor financial decisions. You sure do. Thanks for the ten bucks. <laughs> uh, Lucky Falcor says with so many HDR monitors, where would you suggest that someone start researching? Trying to find a mid-range full array HDR for games like Tomb Raider. Well, you're not going to get full array local dimming on a mid-range monitor. I'll tell you that much. So you can. That's a good start to your research. Um, for me, man, if I was going to spend the extra for the HDR experience, I don't know that I would bother until I'm going all the way to HDR 1000 certification. Just get the VESA HDR 1000 certification. It's not mid-range. And if you can't afford that right now, wait. Just wait because HDR 600, 400, they're not as good. And a, a good quality SDR monitor is still a great gaming experience. So just hold off. There's no shame in just waiting until... You know, because at some point it'll happen, right? Your savings and the declining price of technology will intersect. And that's when you buy, right? Uh, Tom again says, will you tell us now about the cable that you use to connect your desk to your rig? No. Although I did see, I think either from you or someone else, I did see a comment about this recently. Um, and I sent a follow-up to the people who can tell me I'm allowed to tell you about it to ask when I can tell you. Sweet. Uh, England says, first time watching a WAN show. How's your day going? Not too bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Today was good. Yesterday and Wednesday, kind of frustrating. Very rough days, but today was good. Thomas Foster says, I bet you don't have anyone there that can do COBOL coding. No, I don't think we do. You, want to, you said yesterday and Wednesday was something, whatever, frustrating thing. You want to hear something frustrating that happened? Sure. Hit me. me. Can I find this? Here it is. Okay. I was trying to work on something in PayPal. Oh, yeah. And I, I load up the page, right? I log in with my login. Everything's working yeah. great. I load up the page. It says feature not available in bold text. And then below that, it says, sorry, this feature is currently unavailable. We apologize for any inconvenience. That to me sounds like something's just down, right? Right. Check back later. Right, like that, that's not, that's not, okay. So I check back later. Yeah. Same message. So now I'm like, well, what the heck? Yvonne figures out maybe it's just not like a permission that's enabled on that account. You got to be kidding me. She nailed it immediately. How is that the message that you send when it's not a feature that you're allowed to access? This feature is not is currently unavailable. We apologize for any inconvenience. What? <laughs> Bad error messages are the worst. And there's just oh. no excuse for it. Like, why is it 
that when Windows spits out an error message, it's like some coded number series, like like combination of numbers and letters. When you look it up, when you go Google it, and it's just like, here it is in plain, simple English. Well, why didn't you just put that there then? How hard is that? I can understand some it's things. When, like, it, your 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 catch is it, like it catches something incorrectly or whatever because it's you're not properly testing for every blah, 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 blah. but this is like ve- the account didn't have permission that's like the most straightforward thing yeah there's there's no misinterpreting that that's not some like crazy weird error that it didn't catch properly unreal oh my god so annoying oh yeah i never ended up talking about all the stupid uh drama around the ssd thing did i talk about that on the live show no. Nope. Oh, okay. In other super chats, uh, HR Penguin <laughs> says, do you think Intel will ditch the iSeries branding if and when they have a new AMD killer architecture? I actually do. I, I think that it's time for a rebrand and the fact that they're sticking with this goofy 10900K nonsense means that maybe they just don't want to rebrand now and have the new branding associated with this 14 nanometer plus 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 nonsense because we saw the same thing when they released their last amd killer the core uh core 2 duo um when they launched conroe it was it was a new brand a new intel they relegated pentium to the the sort of the the very very low end where it actually still exists and uh i think there the time is right time's right it's been 14 years or whatever since conroe uh what else we got uh darren says hi lie-ness love what you do keep it up thank you very much also shave the beard okay well you're gonna have an opportunity to vote with your wallet on that because we have some shirts coming and whichever design sells the most shirts is going to dictate my facial hair for the rest of the year Wow. Yep. So there's going to be a bearded. I, I'm at the point now where I can kind of announce this. You know what? I have samples. Do you want to do a couple? Or wait, do you even have the super chats open? No, I don't think I can. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. Uh, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll Maybe I'll go get it later. Or I might forget. Uh, Alana says, received our refund from LTX. RIP. Decided to give it back. Buying from LTTstore.com and donating the rest here. Keep making the amazing content. See you at LTX 2021. I will see you there, Alana. Oh, man, I am so bummed about that. Like, that sucks. Yep. I I actually love LTX. It's exhausting. Like, it's the most tiring two days of my year, by far. Like, far and away, exhausting. Like, it's hard to be on like that. And it's, like, physically draining as well because I'll go and do things like get in, like, uh, you know, like battles with people on the the big inflatable, like, you know, bouncy castle thing and stuff. Like... It's exhausting, but it's so much fun. Yeah, I don't know two of a. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, <laughs> I'm sure your your LTX experience is much more draining than mine. You have obviously far more going on. Uh, but when I did that, and then that was on uh, at the beginning of the whole week of all the people from Floatplane being there. Yeah, that was one. That was one heck of a sleep. That was a heck of a week. <laughs> Everybody leaves and I just crashed hard. 
Uh, yeah. David Flesher says, loved the OLED video, more sciencey than usual. Have you thought of doing educational videos about the science behind some tech by interviewing industry pros? Yeah. I mean, that was something that uh, James pushed through. He really wanted to do that. And I thought it was really cool. I thought the way that it was executed was outstanding. I sent out a little memo to everyone, just like CEO things, right? Like, hey, you just want to say, you know, great job. It all came together so well, you know. I feel like such a nerd sometimes, but uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought he did a great job. I think there's a ton of um, opportunity for us to take on more stuff like that. Because the thing is, like, honestly, it's when you find the right expert, like there's a handful of people that we work with that are just freaking awesome. Um, like there's this one guy from, uh, oh yeah, his name's Tyler. Tyler from Portrait. Man, He's just awesome because he's the kind of guy where, yeah, he works for like a company whose job it is to sell something or whatever. And I think there's an inherent amount of distrust that people have from that. But he is a no BS character. He will just give it to us straight. He knows his stuff so well. Absolutely love it. Um, and when you find people like that and you just go, yeah, hey, you know, educate me you know, brain dump me. Tyler has given me more headaches than probably almost any other industry insider that I know, but in a good way, just because he dumped too much knowledge into my brain in too short a period of time. He's amazing. Um, and so when you find those people, um, you know, there's another guy, Joel, who just knows everything about Wi-Fi. Like it's unbelievable the amount of knowledge he can just drop on you in an hour long phone call. Um, it's it's so easy to get in and do these more sciencey things, and we can focus our energy on taking that that high level stuff, getting the headache, translating it to a way that won't give people a headache, and then making it flow really well and and doing our video magic with it. That's when honestly Linus Media Group is at its best. Um, Tom Cigar says, Garth Brooks, please. My family and I need closure. Where did you bury mother? Did you really spend $10 to send me that super chat? Like, are you even talking about anything? What are you anything? talking about? Well, I have no idea. Is that song lyrics? I mean, it could be. Do you look like? <laughs> no, not even remotely. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I didn't know what Garth Brooks looked like, but you do not. These are not similar. Wow. Okay. Pink Sniper 28 says in a previous WAN show, you mentioned that a premium YouTube premium user uh, compared to an AdSense user added more to the bottom line. How does that compare to someone who checks out the link below? So usually the link below is to a sponsor and we're getting like a fixed rate for that, depending. Um, some of ours are affiliate based. Some of them are fixed rate based. And as for how it compares, it really depends on the rates for, for that particular engagement. Um, I can tell you that um, the only thing that really drives rates up is more people actually engaging with that sponsor. So like buying products from them, if they see better ROI, then when we turn around and we go, hey, by the way, our viewership's double what it was last time we did a rate negotiation, you're going to have to pay more. Um, they're more likely to say, uh, okay, yes, we should probably stick with you guys versus now, peace, see ya. So it really depends. Alex says, this money, my previous super chats, my float plane sub, and my occasional YouTube premium watch time, I consider all contributions to the Luke and Linus Star Wars The Last Jedi commentary track recording. Oh, do you want to do I it? I would 100% do that. Do you want to do it? Let's do we it. Do, we should do all of them. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm super down. So we just, we just throw on, we just throw on the movie. We just throw on a mic. 
Totally. I think what we would kind of have to do, we'd have to have kind of a, a, a bit of a complicated audio setup for it because I wouldn't want the actual movie's audio on it because then, you know, copyright issues and all that. So we'd have to be wearing yeah. headphones. We'd have to have each other's voices piped through the headphones. So we're both monitoring right, on the right. same like interface. And then we'd have to have the movie audio coming through as well. And then our microphones would have to be a clean recording feed that doesn't contain it. We'd both just wear closed back headphones or something. We could totally do it. Absolutely. I would love to. I'm into it. Okay. You know what, Alex? Um, we'll do it. We'll do it. Here's a commitment. We'll do it. I'm not going to say we're going to do it Are right away. No, yeah. Let's upload doing, it to Flow Plane. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have closed back headphones, so we can't do it like immediately. Yeah, but, we got this. Um, what, what was I going to say? Are we doing all of them? Man, I don't know if I would have as much to say about all of them. I think I, I, I'm down for whatever. I definitely have unique comments for each one. I'm going to commit to Last Jedi. Okay. Or last Rise of Skywalker, whatever the stupid last one is called. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. The, the the comment here is Last Jedi. That's why I had it on my brain. I'm sure you don't mean Last Jedi. I'm sure you mean Rise of Skywalker, right? Right? I'm sure that's what you mean. Um, oh, man, so bad. Anyway, people, I, I saw a comment sort of criticizing me as having all bad takes on Star Wars. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, there's some, you know, lore things that I'll get wrong or whatever, but I'm coming this might, at this might just me. This might just be me wanting to like watch Star Wars and me enjoying our, our Star Wars conversations, especially after the last movie. Yeah, um, but I kind of just want to do all the movies. You know what? Not, not even the most recent three. Like, Let's just I mean, do it. all of them. Let's just do it. I'm down. Screw it. Let's do it. It um, sounds really enjoyable. Like, I'm totally in. But my critiques are coming at it from a just storytelling basics like storytelling 101 sort of yeah. perspective that's where they get stuff wrong it's bad storytelling and that whole thing last week where that we talked about where um i forget what his name is but he basically came out and said like who cares what's canon not canon it's all fake anyway that's a bad attitude that turns into bad storytelling. That's all That's all there is to it. That's an attitude that I, I think uh, a decent amount of the audience has sheltered themselves in, including myself, to like be more okay with still being fans. That's not a approach that you want the creators behind it to be taken. Of course not. Promoting, yeah. Uh, Shadow83XX1, Linus looking to upgrade my seven-year-old PC end of this year or sometime next year. Any news on 10 nanometer Intel or RTX uh, 3000 series? Man, <laughs> I wouldn't wait for 10 nanometer Intel at this point. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not coming. I don't know when it's coming. I'm just saying, I'm just you know, it's one of those uh, don't hold your breath things, you know? Um, a... <laughs> uh, as for rtx 3000 series i mean nvidia just launched an ampere or just announced an ampere architecture uh data center gpu i would i would hazard a guess that the desktop stuff might not be that far behind and i'd say that would be a pretty sick time to to upgrade it's a great time to be a pc gamer right now honestly uh, one last super chat. SSJ4 Evo something something. Thanks for the LTX refund. Last year, I was the next person in line to see you when you walked away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really just like had to go places sometimes. I really do do my best. Um, I, I will see you next year. I'll see you next year. All right. Assuming that, you know, new normal allows us to even have conventions. Like, man, right. hearing new normal freaks me out a little bit. 
Did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater? I'm totally, I'm still stuck on this because I'm actually pretty excited. You ever watch Mystery Science Theater 3000? I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh, it, they they would watch like these old, like terrible but great movies. Yeah, yeah. And they would comment on them. Uh, I haven't watched it in forever, but I I've, it, like, it feels like we're doing like Mystery Tech Theater. Yeah. 3000 i'm down i'm down it'll have to be it'll have to be like float plane exclusive so guys make sure you're on float plane also just to you know make sure the float plane team has more food to eat and all that good stuff gotta, yeah. gotta go subscribe on float plane not just linus tech tips i don't even i don't even care about that there's um, a bunch of great stuff. do you have any float plane news that you want to talk about it's sort of after party now show's over show's over no more super chats the uh what, what what we're internally calling the blog post feature which is might be a little dated for for public naming blogging but, you say um, Oh my, uh, which essentially means being able to post uh, multiple forms of content, not just cool. video, being able to post pictures and, and audio and, and whatnot. Uh, that is coming a little bit faster, maybe, than we had hoped, but I have no date for anyone because... Uh, you yeah. learned your lesson but, there. Yes, I did. It's coming to pre-prodding a little bit faster than we had maybe originally expected. That's all the news I have for it. But that's going to be a very exciting update. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Are there going to be any new creators for us to announce soon? Uh, once the blog post feature comes in, I suspect so, yes. Okay, cool. All right. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. No, hopefully not the same Bye. time. Hopefully earlier. <laughs> Oops. I need to get some dinner. <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry, dude. Me too. <laughs> oh. Just need to eat. I don't even know if there's any food at my house though. My wife's not here, so that's usually a solid indicator that there is no food at my house. Or at least <laughs> not like food that's ready to be eaten. Right, yeah. Alright, I'm ending the YouTube.